I wouldn't say that I'm entirely nerding out on comic books, but I could be really rich right now taking people's wallets these days because they're on their phones. When I doze drive on Dushanbe Road, I always honk horn at new drivers as they pass. Exactly. You know what I'm talking about. It's actually a really good idea. Let's move on. You know what? You never know what'll happen. You might make an amazing friend. I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, mother. A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Dude, I always have the most bizarre social experiences. Experiences that, you know, really shouldn't happen. And it's not like I'm even looking for them or expecting them. I'll definitely share those today. As they're also going to be posing some good questions for you. Heck, for all of us to answer. Captain Influence has a fantastic story to share with you, which ties into what he's nerding out about this week. And, of course, we have some reviews and opinions on TV shows, movies, games, and certain comic books as well. Let's rock it! Hello, I am real Brian. Hello. Why are you sleeping? I am sleeping while driving in Russian way. So you drive from Siberia to Kazakhstan last night? Yesterday? To the Dushambi Road, yes. Uh, Too much driving. I need Folgers crystals in my glove compartment. Take them out and just put them between gum and cheek. No, you snort them. That that's how Russian do it. Ah, much much more efficient. <laughs> Yo, Was that a Star Wars episode? I fall over and awake now. Oh, good. Welcome to show, Captain Influence. I am under influence of Capitan. Da. Ah, <laughs> uh, Comrade Influence. That's what we should start calling you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah. I'm really getting into the Russian stuff, you know, with Stranger Things season three. So ah uh, yes, yeah, da da da. I wish I knew oh, how to speak more Russian. Although I I know a few words in Russian, and they did say a few words, and I'm like, oh, what did he just call her? That uh, was rude. You, you know, you know all Russian from watching Hunt for Red October over and over. Well, that and also just other words, but yeah, what what uh, the I don't know what is he the admiral or the count. The, the commander or the, I don't know, commandant. Anyway, he called Rob in a pretty bad name. It, it was bad. Ah, uh, da, da. Da, you don't very, call woman that. Very bad. Very bad. I have to put portable player way while I drive. <laughs> you get slapped. Well, welcome back. Hard. Welcome back to another week of The Real Brian Show. And I'm welcome glad you're back. here, even though you literally have been driving like a lot and you're Long time. exhausted. Good drive. Uh, good, good. You've got story to share soon. Can I just da. say this? First of all, I want to say thank you so much for all of the supporters here at The Real Brian Show. Whether you are supporting through Patreon or in some other way, it's been very helpful. So thank you very much. Really appreciate that. If you are interested yes. in supporting The Real Brian Show, you can actually check out our Patreon page patreon.com slash real Brian show or just, you know, shoot us a message and say, Hey, 
I want to do your blog posts. You love your show, PRB. (laughs) I still need somebody to do blog posts. We we drink lots of vodka while we listen. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. or actually, you know what I'm drinking right now? This is legitimate here. I'm not not lying. It's called Star Wars Space Punch. Ooh. Yeah. Served to me from Jabba's Palace. I told you, I don't know, a couple months ago when Caffeinatrix was here that I have a life-size replica of Jabba's Palace here in the cavernous studio. And you drink out of it? Oh, wait. No, it serves Space Punch. (laughs) It's Star Wars Space Punch. Yeah, I I don't know what it's from. Yeah. I missed the life-size part. I'm not sure, though, like what the Space Punch is from, actually. Might be like like the green milk. I don't really know. Uh, It's a sparkling beverage Uh with, you know, lots of random... I don't know, juice extracts and vitamins and stuff like that. So it was funny. I think it was one of those King Supers slash Kroger free Friday things or something like that. And yeah, yeah. Miss light got them and she's like, you got to get this. And I'm like, dude, this is so cool. It's like collectors can. You drink virgin version of drink. I put it, lots it of good, good Russian vodka and make it real man's drink. This man drink like, too. Like a real Jedi would drink. This would be like an alien drink. Well, I don't know. You know, a Jedi would drink from this. Jabba's Palace. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Okay. This would be like, um, <laughs> what's that guy's name with the big ear thing that went all the way around his? Oh, he looks what? like my grandma. What was it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, without the ear thing. Yeah. Well, uh, she kind of, she might have one of those too. Just in the eyes and the nose. And, yeah. yeah. Bib Fortuna took me a minute to think of his name. Oh, that that is grandma's name as well. Yes. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so, Maybe it was your grandma. Maybe Bib Fortuna was my grandma. Maybe the same Bib Fortuna, yes. Is that why your ears are a little bigger than most? No, he had bigger ears. That is why I have growth out of forehead. Yes! Woo! (laughs) I'm wondering if you can keep up the Russian accent for the entire show, but I'm not sure. I could. Would people still listen if I did? That's true. I don't know. The the question is is if the the people that are listening are Russian how much they're making fun of us right now, or they're going, wow, that is, that is uncanny. Like you guys are awesome. That's the question. I doubt the latter. It's probably the former. Yeah. No, we've got the accent down a lot better than we used to. Let's put Let's it that way. On. It's a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Oh my gosh. Okay. So first of all, I am not personally really nerding out on a lot this week. However, the reason is, is because we've been working really hard to bring you the quest from A to Z. We talked about this a while ago. Also interviews, bringing those back to the real Brian show. So a lot of behind the scenes work that's going on right now. It's taken most of my brain power. You did a lot of driving your brain power. So anyway, yeah, I guess I would be nerding out on the show. Yeah. Very excited for what's coming to the show. Finally. Yes. Keep teasing it. Keep teasing. I, I, well, I'll keep teasing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. That's today's show title. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. That's I like that. Let's move on. So I said I've been having some bizarre social experiences. What else is new? Yeah. What else is new? We, yeah. That's why your show is here. So we can all hear about your bizarre <laughs> social experiences. I get to experience them and you get to learn from them. That's the cool part. Certainly learn about them. Well, you know, ideally it's something we all learn from. <laughs> otherwise, ideally. otherwise it would be a complete waste of my life. My life would be a waste. It's not waste if you tell. <laughs> so I do. I have to share these stories because they are bizarre. I don't know why I experience these. Maybe it's because I'm able to handle it. And then I kind of just like, what the heck just happened? 
and then I think about it and then I disseminate the information and then I turn it around and I, here we are, you know, we've, we've applied it into wisdom and mastery before uh, I share story. Let me ask you this question. Uh-huh. Actually, let me ask you these questions. How, oh, go. And, and this is not just for you, Captain Influence. This is for uh, everyone. Okay. But you can answer if you want. How aware are you? It depends on day. Okay. Do you pay attention to your surroundings? Mm, very much depends on day. Okay. Or are you one of those people who is mostly or even completely oblivious to what's going on around you? I am closer in ah, God, that, that Russian voice. I just can't shake it once I start. <laughs> I know it's hard, I'm, isn't it? <laughs> I'm clearly closer to the oblivious than not most days. But okay. yeah. Okay. I'm just not very, I've never been very observant. Did someone from Hogwarts obliviate you someday? Oh, that would suck. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. You'd lose your Wouldn't memory. that suck? That's a totally different thing. Yeah, I would not be okay uh, with that. No, I guess it wouldn't suck because you wouldn't know any better. That's true. It's like if time, someone time traveled and changed time, we would never know. Yeah. It just happened around us and it would be our new norm. That's right. If you were obliviated, it would be your new normal. That's okay. <sighs> this is just... Only if other people find out about it. Well, that's true. What's your next question? Well, let's that, move on. Those were my questions. Here's my story. Okay. Two times on the bike path in the last week, one person is on their phone while biking. Ooh, that's so bizarre. Keep going. While they're biking, though. Still, keep Almost going. ran right into us. I mean, we were talking loudly. We're coming right at him. We're trying to, and he's just like weaving in the entire middle of the path, and we're trying to get around him. He had no idea we were there until we were literally almost on top of him, and he almost ran into us. And I'm just like, seriously, how did you not hear us talking? Didn't have headphones in. Like, hello. Yeah. Hello, you, look out. You're just not allowed to run over him. Well, I, I tried. Uh, no, I didn't. I actually tried to avoid him. Then I'm also on my bike and another girl this time. She's walking on the Same bike day? path. No, this is a different day. This was actually uh, yesterday. She's walking on the bike path and she's on her phone and I'm coming and I'm making noise and I'm ta- just because I'm like, she has no idea I'm coming. She didn't even pay attention to the noises I'm making. I'm like, hello, coming up and hello, I'm coming up. <laughs> hello, I'm coming up on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, she freaked out. Yeah, because I was doing no, I'm kidding. I was like, you know, coming on your left, you know, and I had to ride around in the grass. And as soon as I rode around her, she's like, whoa, like, dude, seriously. <laughs> like, you need a little bell, Brian. I have a bell, heart. but what's funny is I use the bell and 90% of the time people have headphones in. So ah, they can't hear it anyway. Now that's yeah. Okay. So, and that's okay. I mean, I do too yeah, when I walk. So yeah, pay attention though, people. I mean, Here's the thing. I could have easily taken their wallets and they didn't, they'd never have known it. Could just walk that would have been be like, very, Whoa. very impressive. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't have known it. They wouldn't have felt it. They wouldn't have heard it or seen it. I mean, I could be really rich right now taking people's wallets these days because they're on their phones. It's actually a really good idea. Yeah. Just kind of sneak up behind people on the trail and just be like that wallet out of that back pocket and just keep going, you know, take Ooh, the man. cash out, put it right back. Take the money and noticing. run. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, dude, here's my little moment of learning. Be aware. Be like Jason Bourne in the first movie when he's talking to Marie at the diner and he talks absolutely (laughs) perfectly about his surroundings and the people that are around him. Okay, maybe not that intense, but just know what's going on around you and also who's around you. It's better for you and it's also better for those with you. I mean, I am amazed how oblivious people are are these days. And so you know, it's good to know what's going on because yeah, people could seriously come up, take your wallet, mug you, grab your kids. I mean, you just, you wouldn't even know it because people aren't paying attention. You know what I mean? 
it's not that you should be aware. It's that you get to be aware. No, I think this is one of those shoulds because your <laughs> life kind of depends on it. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Let's just spin it the right way. Maybe we're a little too comfortable in America right now. And you know, a little you're right. We we shouldn't be aware because no one really is going to do anything to us because we're all safe. And we yeah. have too many nuclear weapons, but that has nothing to do with awareness. No, just uh, <laughs> it, it ties into you saying that nobody's going to do anything to us. Ah, I gotcha. gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We've got we have nuclear weapons, but anyway, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely be aware. Yes, you get to, but you also, this is one of those where you should, <laughs> I, I hate to should you on this one, but this is kind of one of those, like I'm, I'm concerned. Or you have Brian safety. steal your wallet and run you over. Yeah. And I'll become Let's rich. Let's move on. I like it. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about your trip. You drive from lots of miles and yeah, you have a great trip. You visited oh, your wow. dad and your brothers. Last, last weekend, my two brothers and I took our 66 year old dad on his birthday uh, to our cousin's marina for some walleye fishing a uh, long weekend. Nice. So there's a lot of driving, uh, but it, it's just, gosh, uh, four and a half hours to get to my dad and then another five and a half hours to get to where we're going. Split between two days. But we all talked the whole time, you know, the, for that last five and a half hours, both there and back, and just went really fast. And we all had a really good time. Nice. It's a lake in uh, South Dakota called Lake Oahe, O-A-H-E. Okay. The lake is 231 miles long, and wow. which is 300, 372 kilometers for my future fellow Canadians, and between one and three miles wide. And so it's it, basically, it's a really long, wide spot in the Missouri River where they've dammed it. It is full of walleye and bass and northern pike and all sorts of other fish. Uh, and just, it's so big, you can only, we only... We only fished a tiny little part of it, but we mostly just, uh, we caught about 30 fish, uh, mostly what's called pulling plugs, which for those of you who are not fishermen savvy, that means you're trolling with lures. And for those of you who are even less fishermen savvy, what that means is you have one to three or so poles sticking out the back of the boat and the boat's going maybe two to three miles an hour or so. And they have deep diving lures on the ends. And so you just... Y'all, six of us are in the boat, sitting back, drinking bush light, and uh, <laughs> watching these bush three light. poles. And as, as soon as one of those poles jerks down and stays down, in other words, not hitting the bottom or anything, yeah. one of us would get up and pull the fish in. We wow. caught around 30 fish and mostly walleye. And uh, yeah, it was a really, really, really good vacation. Good. So, good, man. Yeah. And I'll just, I'm just going to do my shout out for the vacation. Uh, anyone who's in the South Dakota area wants to go get some really good guided walleye fishing mostly. Uh, you can contact Mike or Jesse Norder at Bridge City Marina. We'll post the info on the show notes and tell them cousin Tony sent you. All right, daggum. You- they're, yeah. They are the best hosts in the world. I, I don't just nice. say that because they're family. They go way above and beyond to host you at that marina. Oh, that's it's cool. kind of weird. Yeah, it's like it's like they spend a lot of money on food and and other resources. Wow just to make you feel at home. So that's great, man. Well, it sounds like a really great trip. I mean, that kind of stuff, Uh, I've never really done anything like that. I mean, I've, you know, I've gone fishing in a canoe or something, but I've never really done anything like that. But I don't know. That sounds like it would just be a lot of fun to do. I'm a huge fan of boats too. So, you know, I like that kind of stuff, but yeah, it's it's neat. They've taken care of you so well and I like it. Above and beyond. And, and that what ties me into my nerding out segment is that right now I'm nerding out about fishing and boats. Interesting. And, you know, tr- tr- a trip like this reminds me of how easy it is and 
fairly inexpensive to buy a used boat just mm. big enough for me and my wife, you know, with a small outboard engine and a trolling motor. Yeah. I mean, to live on uh, or just to have? Oh, no, no. Just to have. Oh, okay. uh, something mm. small. Oh, I like um, it. You know, one or two thousand dollars. People, people sell them fairly cheap if they're used and yeah. small just to get rid of them. But you got to have the space for them. So, I, you know, it, it gets my enthusiasm up, but I get all excited prematurely because I still need to buy a house before I get a boat. So, which we're planning on doing soon. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to think like, do you really, yeah, I guess you could store it, but then you got to pay for storage. But yeah, which one's cheaper, the house or the storage? I don't know. Right. You just have to have it in three stall garage and the third stall is <laughs> yeah, a little boat. For the boat. <laughs> I would really love one of those party boats. You know, they, a friend of mine had those. He had one. I mean, it's been probably 10 plus years ago now. Um, yeah. And it was really cool because we'd go out on this little party boat. And I mean, at the time, nobody even knew what they were, but they're basically platforms on pontoons with outboard yeah. motors pretty much. And he had a really nice one. I mean, it was, it reminded me a lot of like a floating tent trailer, except a large size one because he had the canvas <laughs> right. that you could roll down and close up in case it was raining and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it was like, he even had a little porta potty on it. It was funny. One of those little mini ones and, you know, use them in tent trailers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it had a little private area for that, which was really cool. But yeah, it was neat. It had a little cooking area, you know, a little camp stove kind of thing that was actually built into it. And it had all the couches and the chairs and stuff and the actual driving area. And then you could actually walk up and stand and sit on top of the roof, basically, that they had on it. It was a full. Yeah, it's got multiple roof. levels and probably a sl- water slide that goes down the back. Something, no, something not like quite that. that big, but, you know, people ah. would, would dive off and. It was powerful enough too that could it could pull those inner tube those big inner tube things you know yeah. behind and anyway it was really cool and I just thought that would be a lot of fun to have because you can Wouldn't chill it? on it you can just go out on the lake and it was peaceful man we've got a nice lake in the area that is you know it's natural well I don't know if it's a natural it's not a natural lake but it no, feels natural dams. two dams yeah it, it's a reservoir but it it feels natural and it's just kind of a beautiful place you can go into little inlet areas and. I don't know. It would be nice. It would be very nice. But you you know, here's what I would do though. I see these people that take their boats, they load them every time they want to get on them. And I'm thinking what a freaking huge process. I mean, you're spending a couple yeah. of hours just unloading and loading and transporting your boat. And then you're only on the lake for, you know, an hour or two. That's where you just say, screw it, man. I'm parking it at the Marina during the summer, <laughs> you know, and then transport it and store it during the winter and stuff. But I, I don't know. I just, Plus, too much money that's the thing and then there's the upkeep so i'm like oh but i want a boat boat would be so cool little boat just get a little one don't like hardly any upkeep i don't know like what just get a little boat well that's Turn what i'm it. saying you get one of them pontoon boats there's not much upkeep because they just had the outboard motor and there's, out, motor there's a lot up. less upkeep on an even smaller boat than that that's nah, about the same though Ugh. It, the, a motor is a motor. That's the thing. It's it's those those speed boats that you have a lot of upkeep on because they're inboard and there's a lot more to them. Yeah, those are the those are the challenging boats. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Let let's move on. But are you hold on? Are you talking about <laughs> like a like a rowboat with a motor? Yeah, like a rowboat sized. Yeah, gotcha. With two seats, like a fishing boat. You know. Yeah. Uh, okay. But you know, low draft, uh, maybe twenty feet long, if that. Probably more like 15 feet. The bare bones fishing boat. So thousand bucks. I got to share this story. This has been years ago, but I've never shared it on the show is that when we were down in the Caribbean and also Florida, Sarah and I took one of those Everglades tours yeah. and they put you on one of the fan boats. 
Yeah. Which, you know, for me, every time I've been in a boat, you always think, oh, look out for the the seaweed or the kelp or whatever the basically you know, the greenery that's basically growing up to the above the water. Yeah. Crap in water. Yeah. Yes. You're going to get your propellers caught. And it was the coolest thing, you know, because these are fan boats, right? So the engines that are on top of the boat and the boat's just basically a platform and you just cruise right through that stuff. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're going to get caught. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, we're not. Never mind. It's it's a giant fan on the back of the boat. Dude, we all fans so fans so much fun fans we all fans of duck dynasty in russia we know fan boats oh no i'm talking about like swamp thing and they're on those they're, well those are regular boats fan and boats fan boats i guess there's both how about the okay. water boy she made a fan boat and that was awesome yeah yeah anyway, yeah good times let's move on <laughs> <laughs> i love this love the new title I wouldn't say that I'm entirely nerding out on comic books, but I've been trying to read comic books. I mean, I have a lot of friends that read comic books. They're always like, oh, I love comic books. Comic books are great. And I've read comic books in the past. Most of them have been from free comic book day, which to be fair, those are intended to be previews. They're shorter. They don't really have a whole lot of story to them, you know, typically. And I would say most of the free comic book day books that I've ever read really are just kind of like, eh, I usually throw them away when I'm done with them because they're not that good. Oh. I mean, let's be honest. I will, I will keep the good ones and or give the good ones to friends, but there are trash. Trust me that I've yeah. read and yeah, it is what it is. But again, you know, maybe one man's trash is another man's treasure. I don't know, but here's the thing that I've found with comic books. They either typically have a really interesting story with annoying artwork. Like I just can't, you know what I mean? <laughs> or they have, I can't even like with this place or they have beautiful artwork and you're just like, wow, look at this. I mean, somebody put a lot of time into the artwork. It's just absolutely incredible. The colors are amazing. What the heck's going on with the story? I don't even understand. I just read the free comic book day, Robotech comic. Oh, book, really? Which I've never gotten into Robotech very much, but I know the universe and it seems interesting to me. I read this comic book and I was like, what the heck? Was it one of the original? Was it a re-release of the originals, or was it some new storyline? I, I don't know. It was. Huh. I, I didn't even. I know. I know Robotech back and forth. So, well, maybe you would get this. Maybe I'll save this one for you. You take yes. it. Maybe you can explain it because I have no idea what's going on in the story. It was all yes. over the place. It was jumping around, and I was like, uh, "I explain to you next week if if it old story." Okay. Yeah, I'll bring it. It was bizarre. I thought the story was terrible, but whatever. I did, really didn't even understand it. I've seen that, though, where I've seen these things where I'm like, what the heck just happened? What what was the story? Now, one of the comics that I read, which I was interested in, was Deadly Class because they made a, I think it was a sci-fi. Yeah, I think it was sci-fi that put the show together. They hmm. did a season one run of it. Of course, they canceled it. But I was like, well, I'm going to watch it. And I have the free comic book day version of this. And I read it. And again, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. It was it was bizarre. The, but that was one where the artwork was eh, okay. Didn't really get into it. I'm interested to watch the show though, but on the good side of things, I did finally find some comics that I believe mix beautiful artwork with great story. And I've been really getting into those. And that was, I read the, and this was actually the compilation of all of the like one through 10 issues, star Trek, the next generation mirror broken. So the mirror universe that you've seen in all of the star Treks, mm. this was fantastic. I mean, it was like you felt like you were there. They really, they took the essence of the next generation. It was a great story. It was really good. The Firefly series that's continuing to go on right now, they've got a 10 series run. 
I think they just released six. I think seven comes out this month. And again, that's a that's a continuation of the story or prequel. It is a. It's supposed to be happening basically between the show and the movie kind of thing. Okay. Okay. So yeah, somebody and I explained this earlier. You know, on the show, yeah. it's been a while ago now. I forgot. Yeah, it, too it's much vodka. Beautiful, really well done. Really captures again the essence of Firefly. It's so good, and the Shazam stuff, kind of cheesy. But you know how we talked about the Shazam movie and how some people were like, eh, you know, it wasn't very good. And what's up with all of the siblings having superpowers? Well, that was part of the story. And that's yeah. the whole point I of the mean, story that. was that all of the um, wizards, I think is what they were of the magic land. So there were seven of them. And the last remaining one is who gives Billy Batson his power of Shazam. And so they're mm, supposed okay. to fill those seven seats essentially. And so by him, like his power was meant to be also given to those that were his quote family and that he trusted the most. Okay. So when he gives his powers to his family, it's actually like a huge step in his trust of people. Even though a lot of people hated that in the movie, it's like, well, no, that was the intention. They just didn't really explain that in the movie, unfortunately. Yeah. But they explained that really well in the comics and it's, it's good. It's very interesting. It's a little cheesy. It's definitely a little juvenile, but it's just fun to read. And then Johnny pistol shot said that, there's one of the Darth Vader comics that is absolutely incredible as well. Yes, he's been he's been raving about that one on game night, and I keep meaning to look into it. Yeah, and it is Star Wars Darth Vader. It's a Marvel comic, but it is just called Vader. It's a compilation as well, and I want to go pick that one up because it's. He said it was amazing. Like this is the Vader that we all wished we would have seen in the movies, mm-hmm. and didn't. Which, incidentally, if you've never seen Star Wars Rebels, you get that Vader. Just FYI. And you also get him at the end of Rogue One. That's the Vader that we all kind of like imagined. (laughs) Okay. So interesting, you know, because people have been reading him and I'm like, I want to get into comics. I want to find some, but I'm having a hard time with some of these stories. But it's it's exciting to finally find some that are just absolutely fantastic. Totally worth the money and enjoyable to read. That is a cool story, bro, as we say in Soviet Russia. Let's move on. Exactly. Let's move on. So tell me. You said you unleash superhero big time. Oh yes, yeah. so I I really went above and beyond this last week. Really? Uh, wow. Myself, I'm I don't usually toot my own horn, but this time I have to. I rented a, a Netflix DVD and wait, I wait, hold on, hold switch. on. You're you're still renting DVDs? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, and, so old and, school. Good. And Johnny Pistol shot still on AOL. Get over it. Yeah, I like the old school. Cool. All right, I still I, got eight tracks. So Good. I, so I'd rent it because they don't, they don't stream everything. I need to rent something True. sometimes. So here's my superhero story. I, okay. I didn't switch their DVD out with my own that doesn't play well. Wow. I had one that didn't play well, so I rented it and yeah. I didn't switch them out. Am I not awesome? Wow, man. That's also, powerful. That's powerful. Also, yeah. I bought our fishing group breakfast the other day on our trip. No way. So. Man, you really went above and beyond. Let the accolades flow. Well. I should share my unleashing the superhero story as well that I did oh, not take the wallets out of those people's the you know the people on the bike path that I oh, almost ran into that were totally oblivious. I, I did not steal from them. You so, are inspiration to all real Brian. I know. I know. Good job. Well, I appreciate you for doing that and uh, I appreciate myself too for not taking yeah. their money. I mean, we're we're amazing. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Share your amazing superhero stories as well. You know, the time that <laughs> even if they're not really <laughs> okay. Well, I, 
I don't have an example of, uh, unfortunately, I don't have an example of someone unleashing their superhero, even though that is part of what I'm doing with the interviews, by the way, yeah, is bringing on some people that have done it. So go you, to, you will go get to those. goodnewsnetwork.org. You'll find oh, tons 30 of it. examples. Tons of it. So this is not an example of how someone actually did unleash your superhero. It's more of an example of how we can instead <laughs> unleash our superhero in the midst of, you know, when it doesn't happen. And again, <laughs> it's a lesson in spin. But it's <laughs> trying, man. I'm trying, but I got to share this because at first I was like, I'm not going to share this. And then I thought, no, I, I need to, because when I was telling Sarah about this, she was just like, what? I'm like, I, okay, I got to share this. So I mentioned again at the beginning of the show that I keep having these bizarre social experiences. Again, this one got me thinking more about how to do it. So Here's the questions that I'm going to ask first of all, and then I'll share my story and you can answer oh, this yeah, too. more questions. Yeah, 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 you can answer, but this is for all I of us. I clap if you can hear all of us. All right. Clap. High five. High five. Clap. Yes. That's a smack, but you know, we, we totally failed that. Anyway, <laughs> are you the kind of person who makes others feel welcome? Typically? Yes. Good. Okay. Or, or are you the kind of person who hopes someone else is just going to do it? You know, like you see the person with the flat tire on the road. Oh, someone else will stop kind of thing. And yes. you just kind of remain in your own bubble. Yes. You're both. Oh, yes. Okay. Depends on the day. So sometimes you'll make people feel welcome and sometimes you'll be like, ah, eh, someone else will get to it. Right. Yep. Well, not everyone can be a good Samaritan every day, Brian. No. Got to take days off. Totally. I totally understand that. <laughs> However, I think there are settings where I don't care how you feel. You got to just push through it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got invited to a it was a networking type of group, you know, a business type of group and everything. And it was cool. It was a chance to reconnect with an old friend that I haven't seen in a while. And I appreciated that. But you know, this is, this is a business networking group. And of all of the networking groups or get togethers that I've ever been to, usually people talk to each other. Usually people welcome the new people that, you know, Hey, you're new. Let's bring you in. I mean, unless it's so like take a church, for example, if your church is like a hundred people, and you don't know that the person is new, then you're going back to my first question that I brought up. You're completely oblivious. You have no idea what's going on around you or, you know what I'm saying? And people are like that. They, they don't know a hundred people, but some are, some are like, Oh dude, I've never seen you before. You know, who are you? Right. Yeah. Or you go to a church that's like, you know, I don't know, 500 plus 10,000, whatever. Right. You don't have a clue who's new. So I totally understand right. that. I'm talking about smaller groups that clearly somebody is new you've never seen this person before. I mean, we're talking 20 something people and I went in and my first experience was I was greeted by I think three or four people right away, which was good. However, I later found out that the three of those people, that was their job. They were the greeters. They were the ones who were specifically meant to actually welcome the new people. That's their, that's literally their, their position and their job. Okay. So good. They did their job and the president of course. And you know, he was really cool. And then uh, only two other people out of these 20 something people said a word to me. Uh, and yes. One of them was really cool. You know, we had a good conversation. He was, he was awesome. And then the other one was like, Hey, so wait, what, what, what's your show? And I told her about it. So hopefully she listens. Shout out by the way. And so I felt welcomed by that, but I thought that's five people out of 20 something people. No one else acknowledged me. No one else said a word to me. What type of group was it? Like I said, it was a business group. Okay. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I, I got the thinking, okay, this is not how I would have expected it. Like when I, when I think of a networking group that is that small, I expect that everybody's going to come up and say hi, no matter what. 
That's just right. the way it works. Or at least there will be a part in the meeting where you introduce yourself and say, hey, I'm Brian and well, here's you, why. You do that, Hi, yes. Hi, Brian. Yeah, you do that, but I'm saying that there's no personal interaction when you do that. So I expect people to come up and talk, you know, and, and I didn't get the chance to talk to everybody either, but I don't know these people's names. But if there's one thing that I used to do, whether I felt like it or not, is that I would in groups like this, somebody was new. I would immediately find a way to get to that person, introduce myself, make them feel welcome, introduce them around, you know, just you want people to feel like they belong, you know? Yeah. Sure. And um, I didn't Good really get that. And I just kind of felt like, hmm, okay, well, that's not the way it should be whatever. Right. And honestly, it really wasn't a good fit for me anyway. So regardless, it didn't matter. It was just kind of, I think I was shocked more than anything else. When I doze drive on Dushanbe road, I always honk horn at new drivers as they pass. Exactly. You know what I'm talking about? You're like, hello, you wave and honk and they get all offended. It's great. Raise, Raise vodka bottle up and they do the same. Oh, good. Good. So I think it's an important thing to do. And Again, nothing against that group at all. It's just what it was. There's actually more that I won't share. That's a little bit more personal, but it was yeah. just kind of bizarre, especially when you are going to a networking group. You know, it's one thing, but here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to yeah, say that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I, I'm stepping back and saying, if you're someone who's been around in some kind of a group of whatever kind, I don't care what it is, and somebody new comes and you notice that person don't assume that someone else is going to go make that person feel welcome. Every one of us should be doing that. Uh, and every also, one of you get to do I that. I was going to say you also get to because <laughs> that is an opportunity to meet someone new and who knows, who knows what kind of connection you're going to have, you know? Yeah. Uh, and even if How it's not, you- who cares? It doesn't matter. But I feel like just go up and make that person feel welcome. Even if you're an introvert, you don't have to say much, you know, just Welcome to the group. You know, who are you? Tell me a little bit about yourself. You know, blah, 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 blah. Why are you? you how did you come here? How did you know about this? Whatever. I don't know. Just make people feel welcome. I think that's you something that I new best friend. I know. And, and it's funny because I've seen this throughout time in so many ways. Oh, you're a time Lord now. Okay. Well, you're dang right. I time travel and I've been alive for 500 years, but there was a friend of ours now many, many, many years ago. And the only one, yeah. We don't talk to her either. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. We were, this was, gosh, this has been a while ago now. This was probably about seven or eight years ago. We were attending church and I noticed this person. So it was one of those things where Sarah was in the back row and I noticed this person sat down all by herself, didn't talk to anyone. Nobody said anything to her. And then she was getting up ready to leave. And I was like, Sarah, go talk to her. Like, we need to go talk to this person. For whatever reason, I just was like, we got to go talk to this person. And then she ran into the, the bathroom. I'm like, okay, Sarah, you go talk to her. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> they, they talked and came out and all that. And it turned out that she had been going to this church for a year. And we were the first people that said hi to her. First Whoa, people. Okay. That is, that is church fail right there. That is, Holy that cow. is fail in organizations period. Shame though. That's churches. not, that's not just churches. Again, this is anything, right? Yeah. This is sure. just an example but I see that all the time where people come in and nobody talks to them. Nobody welcomes them. I mean, who knows how many people that we are losing to, well, someone else will do it. Apathy. Apathy. Yeah. It's all it yeah. is, man. I mean, and it doesn't matter what group this is. It doesn't matter what organization or where the situation is. It doesn't matter. It could be a dinner party mm-hmm. and nobody welcomes this new person. It's ridiculous. So anyway, I well, just want to say, make people feel welcome, please. Yeah, that's a good a bit of advice and I could certainly take it myself because I have, 
I've been in many situations throughout my life where I'm in a group of people where I have a little clique of friends that are at the event or family members that I am chatting with. And then there are all sorts of people there at that event, whether it's a wedding or whatever. Wedding's probably the best example. And I've never met you or a funeral uh, or something like that. I've never met them in my life, but they were somehow connected to that event. And I noticed them and maybe get eye contact a couple times, but I'd never bother to introduce myself or, and I, and I, even on the, even at the time I would think to myself, why am I not going to introduce myself to this person? Yeah. And the answer most often in my head is I just don't care. So, mm, wow. yeah. so that's true. That's, it's an apathy thing. It's just yeah. a, I don't care who this new person is type of thing. That's why most people don't bother. But in a church, if you've been there for a year and nobody bothers to absorb you into their click, even if it's just for that Sunday morning or whatnot, that's a little odd. So yeah, it's not uncommon though. People get into their own clicks, man. It's just, again, it's social construct. People get into clicks. They get comfortable. Again, they're oblivious. They don't know that. Oh, there's somebody new here. Well, we don't, we don't know that because we're talking to our own friends or like you said, we don't care. We have our own friends. We don't need to introduce ourselves. Or I would even say people are scared and I get that. You know, like if you're scared to go meet someone, it's probably because you're introverted, you're shy, whatever. I, I totally understand that. Like I don't have any blame on people for that. But that's one of those things where whether you're introverted, whether you, like you said, don't care, whether you're, I don't know, you're oblivious. That's where you just got to say, no offense, but doesn't matter. <laughs> like be aware, start to care and get out of your introverted shell a little bit. I mean, I get it, yeah. but that's an excuse. So yeah. that's where we no, got to step up and say, now, again, like you said, we can't be good Samaritans a hundred percent of the time. Totally understand that. But that's where we got to step in and just say, let's at least Let's go greet one person. Yeah. You know? and, and I think it's a great lesson for all of us to learn unless you're seven blue seven, in which case you're just already doing it. So, well, yeah, yeah he's, he's a superhero. <laughs> he really is. He just goes around, and talks to everybody. It's great, but he doesn't yeah. care. Like he doesn't care in the good way. Like he right. doesn't care how they respond to him or how they treat him. He just wants to go and greet people. So in, in right. some ways he's fearless, which I appreciate. And if you want button, go see him. Absolutely. He'll give you a button. So make people feel welcome. And you know what? You never know what'll happen. You might make an amazing friend. Indeed. Or business contact. Who knows? Who anyway. Knows? All right. So let's do a little bit of uh, fun updates, thoughts, opinions on some of the TV shows, movies, et cetera. Don't have a lot this week, but I wanted to share a few things that I thought just for fun. Almost done with Stranger Things season three. Haven't finished yet. Almost <laughs> Everyone's done. Everyone's like, oh, I know, I know. But still, I, come on. I, well, Let's I talk about it. I don't <laughs> have time to just go nonstop through eight very long episodes right now. So yeah. I'm getting through them as fast as I can. And I also will not watch it at night because I actually want to sleep. <laughs> right. And it's not because it's scary. It's because I get it's amped up. You're scared. Yeah, no, I don't get scared. Ryan's scared. <laughs> I'm, I was crying the other day. Uh, no, actually, this has not been a scary season. The first season was a little more jumpy. This one hasn't been. Yeah, that's true. It's very intense. And when I watch intense shows, I get adrenalized. And then when I try to go to bed, I'm adrenalized and it doesn't end well. So you sure it's not all the coffee you drink? Yeah, no, definitely not. Hmm. But I will say this about season three of Stranger Things. It's been my favorite season so far. Oh, really? Yeah, good. Season one was okay for me. I know a lot of people liked it. You either loved it or you didn't or you were kind of like whatever. And for me, it was a whatever. It got better towards the end. Season two, I loved, but this one has been just like, wow, it's so much fun. And you know, I, I know it. It's lighter. It's cheesier. It's happier, but that's, that's what I like. Well, I have half of season of episode eight left to watch oh, tonight. So, okay. 
tonight I will have seen the entire season. I would say by tomorrow or the next day I will have been I'll be finished. And then we can So maybe next week we'll talk about it one last time just to sum up our thoughts and Yeah. The cliffhanger probably at the end of season three. I'm assuming there's one. Yeah. Hopefully. Interesting though. There's one thing with L that happens towards the end of the season that I don't know where it's going to go, but I have a really bad feeling about it. <laughs> That's all I'm mm. saying. So I don't know yet. We're, we're still going and I don't know if they'll resolve it in the last episode or not, but I'm like, Ooh, this is not good. And then, you know, what's funny is that when it happened, I was like, Oh, that's so not good. And they're unaware right now. And then of course they became aware and I'm like, yeah, I was right. Dang it. <laughs> I predicted tease, it. Tease, tease. Let's tease, move tease, on. Tease. Let's move on. <laughs> I haven't watched any new movies right now. This is kind of a lull. It's bizarre. In fact, yeah. we were looking at the, the movie lineups and I thought there's really hardly anything at least that until I fall. know of until October. Yeah. It's bizarre. I mean, there's a couple movies coming out within the next couple of months and there could be some, you know, underrated yet really amazing movies that are happening right Little now. Diamonds in the rough. Yeah. That I'm unaware of. It's possible. I don't know. But of the ones that at least I'm aware of, it's like, man, this is kind of a dry, dry summer. <sighs> it's a cruel summer <sighs> as, as banana Rama would say. So the day in paradise, Brian, I decided to go back to 2010 which was a, a bad year actually for me, but time Lord, I started watching the social network. Remember that about Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook. Jesse, is that the documentary or was it a dramatization? It's a dramatization. Jesse okay. Eisenberg and uh, there's a Andrew Garfield's in it. Bunch of people. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I just barely started watching it because for some reason I was like, I've never seen this. I got, I got to watch this. I don't know how true it is though. I really don't. It's very, very interesting. It talks about, you know, his time at Harvard and I think it's kind of the creation of Facebook, but I thought I would be interested to know how true this really is because he was kind of a jerk in the movie. Hmm. And I was yeah, like, and hmm. I, how much artistic license did they take? Did they take the adapt the screenplay from a, of a book about Facebook's know. conception or no idea Huh? It, from what I've heard is that it's sort of around. I mean, again, I haven't seen the whole movie yet, but it's sort of around uh. like the lawsuit of him quote, stealing Facebook from his college buddies. It was like their idea. He was programming it and then he stole it and turned it into Facebook and it was their idea and didn't give them credit. That's, that's what I've heard. I don't know if that's truly what the movie's about because I haven't finished watching it. And again, I don't know how true this is. It's kind of like, you know, Napster, the whole joke about, you know, who stole Napster from who kind of thing. So it's, I see who knows, but I kind of wondered like, how much, you know, you, you hear the, of course, the public relations around Facebook, like, oh, it's this wonderful thing. We want people to connect and, you know, have community and you go, okay, talk about the selfish motivation behind it. <laughs> Come on. Oh, everybody has about selfish motivation. Yeah, sure. exactly. So I'm curious to know, like what selfishly motivated him to start Facebook? Maybe it did turn into a truly altruistic thing, but what selfishly no. motivated him? And that's what I want to know. Yeah. In the movie, I think they might have, that. To, might have to kidnap Zuckerberg, tie him down and ask him that, Brian. Well, that's a good idea because maybe he's not very aware. Maybe Throw some I boys could. in the truck. Yeah, that's right. Go over and grab that guy and can't talk like I would. Otherwise, I, you'd have to bleep it out. But, you, you know. know, I'll tell you what, let's uh, we'll look into that. Maybe Mark okay. Zuckerberg will be on the show in the next couple of weeks. We'll have an interview under duress on the next Real Brian show awesome. with Mark Zuckerberg. Love it. Love it. Yep. <laughs> Everything you have just heard is not true. <laughs> yeah, none of that's going to happen. I don't want to get arrested. After us. 
Well, you know, on a on a true note and on a real note, it would actually be interesting to see if I can find more information on how true that story is. And not that he'd ever have time for any interviews, but, you know, maybe I can find maybe dig some stuff up. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Get this made out. Two games I want to just, re, you know, briefly chat about because they're there's some interesting aspects to this. First of all, I told you I've been playing Subnautica. I think it was last summer I got it. Yeah, quite a while ago. Took a break from it. And Long break. Yeah, the reason I took a break from it is because of the survival grind. Yeah, and yeah. Well, for me, it was the atmosphere. Just, just when you when you get really deep, it starts getting a little like, uh, I just don't like deep water. But. Yeah. And I like that. It is a little creepy just because you can't really see and you don't know what's coming up on you. Um, mm-hmm. So I totally understand that. And that's definitely something. But it, I don't know. For me, that's like thrilling. Interestingly, mm-hmm. it's not a horror game. It's more of that, you know, there's sea creatures down here. You never know what's coming. So the suspense is cool. But I think the thing that really kind of turned me off after a while was that I'd played the game for, you know, a decent amount of time. And I'm like, okay, I'm not getting anywhere. This is ridiculous. Like every time I get ready to build something oh, you don't have this blueprint. You need to go find the blueprint. Where's the blueprint? Well, it's anywhere in the ocean. Oh, my gosh. Well, this is going to take me forever to find it. Oh, you want to go farm farm materials. Yeah, in a certain area. exactly. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. Well, these materials don't exist anywhere that you have explored so now you got to go explore a new new area well i can't go yeah. that far because i don't have i don't have the, the resources or- yeah the vehicles or whatever <laughs> oh and by the way i'm i'm dying because i don't have water and and fit you know food so i got to go catch fish and then i got to go all the way back to the life boat thingy and oh you're making it sound fag- so tedious it is and, and <laughs> it can't be it's not even you that can- it's entirely tedious it's just that like you cannot progress quickly enough in that game and as a result i'm like too much, dude. Too much. Yeah. I mean, and to be fair, to be fair, I just want to interject again. I'm so good at interjecting. Yeah. Just that you, you can play it in a mode where you're not dependent on farming food and water. So true. And that if you want. I, I thought I wanted to try it as realistic as possible. Mm-hmm. And I found out that it's not about that. I, oh my gosh, I, I can't survive. I got, it's not about like, I actually like the survival mode aspect of it. It's how much it takes. Yeah. It's a lot of repetition. It's yeah. a game. It's not real life. It's not a job. You know, I want to have fun. I'm winding down when I'm playing games. So anyway, um, <laughs> I was like, I really do want to finish the game because I, I love the world that they've created. I love it. It's beautiful. I want to see more uh-huh. of it. So I'm like, I wonder if they have cheat codes. <laughs> I want to Not keep... that often that happens. Yeah. And they do. But... And I was, I was absolutely blown away and you go in and you, it's a really cool way of doing it though you can go in and put in a lot of different things. And what's cool is it's very granular. So you don't just say God mode because I don't want to be invincible. Like I actually do want to have the threat of those sea monsters hurting me, you know? Okay. Um, like, you know, I turned off oxygen need and I was like, ah, this is really cool. And then I thought, no, I I'm going to turn that back on. I that's, that's kind of lame. Like I actually like the fact that I have to find oxygen. Uh, that's cool to me. So I'm going to turn that back on, but I turned off the food and water thing. Cause I just thought this is just annoying to me. It's not that I, again, survival's fine. It's just getting annoying. And then I was like, I just want to explore and I want to keep going and I don't want to constantly be starving and, you know, having to go back like I can never get very far. So yeah. I spawned the I go submarine. Through the story because there's a story. Yeah. And so I spawned the submarine. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Which I'm like, I don't care. I, you know, I don't want to yeah, spend. So now you can have, you have your, you have your awesome vehicle. You can go everywhere. Yeah, you, can the still get, you still need oxygen. You still get hurt. Yeah, you can still get hurt. You still have to take care of that submarine and everything. But I just thought, you know, I want to get places and I don't want to take the next 100 hours trying to build the submarine. I just want to go yeah. and explore. And so I did it. And oh, my gosh, that submarine is amazing. It's called the Cyclops. It is. 
It's huge, actually. You can actually put one of the smaller vehicles in the bay. Oh, neat. It's so, so you can cool. kind of walk around. You can put storage inside of it and stuff like that. Oh, and, there's tons of storage. Yeah. Oh, neat. So the yeah. next step I need to do is actually build a base. I'm not really sure why, but I don't know. That's easy. Maybe it's just easy for fun. And, yeah. So build the base, have some fun. But I just wanted to go and explore all the different lifeboats and see what's going on. And I actually got to go deep in this thing. And it, it was a little freaky, but it was so cool because it's got active sonar. So you can actually see where all the mountains are, even though you can't literally see. Um, and can you ping the big monsters? Yeah. So interestingly okay. enough, this thing actually has a warning system in it, which is amazing. It actually said we are detecting Leviathan class, whatever it's called monsters or, or, or animals or something like that. And it says, are you sure you know what you're doing <laughs> or are you sure that this path is worth it or something like that? And I looked out and it was one of those giant things that you see like on the cover of the, of the game. And I was like, Oh crap, yeah. I got to get out of here. Swim in its mouth. No, because that thing can destroy your vehicle. Oh. So I actually rigged for silent running. That's one of the things you can do. And like all of the lights inside go red and you actually become quiet and they can't see or hear you. Oh, neat. I mean, they and can is see that a you. cheat? No, no, no. That's part of the that sub. Part of the sub. Okay. Yeah, it was so cool. cool. So I'm like, this is really fun again. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to play. So I'm not trying to give myself everything. I'm not trying to make the game like it's too easy. It's just, just I needed to move forward a little. Yeah, and it was you needed just right. to move on and you needed to take the edge off a little bit. Just enough cheat to make it fun. And that's totally cool. Yeah, that's what I was bringing up is that, you know, I've played cheat codes before where it's like you have God mode and you can do whatever you want. And I'm like, ah, the game's no longer fun. So I wanted to do just enough to make it fun again, but not take away from the thrill of the game. Okay. Which I think yeah. is interesting. Who cares? It's a game. Yeah, whatever. The, the purists whatever. are yelling at me right now. However you have fun is all that matters because it's all about your experience. Exactly. With that game. Even though the game doesn't matter what my experience or the next guy's experience is. Yeah. So yeah, that's good that they have those available. I agree. So I told you last week about origin and how you could pay 30 a year for unlimited access to their games. I downloaded mass effect Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Johnny pistol shot and I did because we heard that there was a cool co-op mode. Yeah, sort of. It's just a bunch of random missions, of course, and it's you really can't play them without doing stuff in the, you know, the single player game. However, the single player game is so good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, you liked it. I'm loving it so far. And I know a lot of people and now granted, I've not played the original Mass Effect trilogy. Uh-huh. I know people that played Mass Effect one loved it. And then two and three had some controversial endings or something like that. And not everybody has liked Andromeda because I played the originals. I haven't played the originals, so I don't know. I'm just playing this game. And for me, it's really cool. The world and the graphics and the stories and the immersion that they have created is unbefreakingly-leavable. Oh, okay. I mean, I I don't think I've played... Well, I've played maybe one or two games that this... It's this immersive and it's this... um, What's the word? Like... Not complex. I guess complex would be good, but it's like a complete story. They've they've completed the universe. Oh, good. You know, most games you're that's, like, yeah, I'm in a video game. That's good to hear because most of the professional reviews about Mass Effect Andromeda are very mixed, and you see, you read a lot of negative stuff about it, which has a which has influenced uh, my decision whether to buy it or not. I have I've had opportunities to buy it before, and I haven't. So this might this has uh, piqued my interest again. Have you played the original three? No. Okay, so. You're not going to know any better. Great. My theory is this though. Spend 30 on origin for a year. Don't buy the game because then you can play it. And if you're like, eh, well then no loss. 
True. Move on to the next game. I might do that. But what's interesting about it is that you get, well, I like the story. I think it's a really cool story. I'm still trying to figure out what's going on, but you get this ship eventually as you get into the, well, it's not really that far into the game. Actually, it's, it's kind of still in the introduction. You get this sweet ship, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I'm, first of all, uh, the way they did this was neat because the meeting room slash lounge is on the top of the ship and it's like a 360 degree window view. So oh, when neat. you're on a planet and you're in space, whatever, beautiful, beautiful views. And I'm like, dude, I want this ship. And then your cabin, your quarters is in the very front of the ship and you have basically almost a panoramic view of windows in the front of your cabin and you're just, oh, oh my gosh. Neat. So I'm like sitting here going, okay, I love the game, but the ship, man, that I wish I could have a ship like this. Oh, don't you though? And then I'm like, okay, well, I would move this room here and I'd move this here and then I would, you know, I, I don't know. I put carpet here and I'd make the lighting a little bit more warm and this oh, you're making be, my wrist limp, Brian. See, I mean, talking. come on, keep on, you know, it's like, you know, you, <laughs> yeah, you can travel and, and we're talking today though. We're not talking future, man. We're talking this ship right now. And so it can act as a plane so you can go, you know, when you got to fly somewhere, that, that's your ship, man. That's your plane. You can go into space. Oh, and you can go underwater and explore the ocean. Dude. Can you? No, no. I'm just saying this is the ship I'm creating. Oh, okay. I was going to say in the game, really? <laughs> just going. I don't know. I mean, I'm like, well, you can't do much on the ship in the game, but I'm like, I'm nerding out on the ship. <laughs> like this now, is- how open world is the game that when you're not doing actual story missions or is it pretty linear? It's pretty linear. Okay. Yep. But it's long. Is it pretty long and linear? I haven't played very long, so I think so. Okay. I think there are quite a few planets Keep you have to go to. Okay. And the first planet that I went to was was pretty long. And again, I haven't played that much. I just started playing it this week. Okay. So, as long as it's longer than Destiny 2. Oh, yeah. But Destiny 2 was co-op. And the story in that was pathetic. And then it's just grind. Pathetically short. It yeah. was a good story. Oh, it was a great story. It was just too short. No, the, <laughs> the story in this is only single player, unfortunately. But so far, I think the story in just the first planet is longer than Destiny 2. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, maybe not. Maybe I'm totally. Anyway. So, yeah, there you go. It's just, you know, it's funny because people say, well, I don't play video games. I'm like, yeah, but there's some fun stories that come from these. And I think what I love about video games these days, if you play the right ones, that is, is that it enhances my imagination. And right. I, don't know, I know there's games that don't. They kind of just like turn your brain dead, but there's some that just like, man, what if, you know, the point being there's, there's a type of game for almost everybody out there. It's true. There really is. Yep. Johnny pistol shot. And I've been doing what you and I did with alien isolation where we kind of play, you know, solo, but we're kind of saying on the the story. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. All right. uh, A couple more things I wanted to share and then we'll, we'll wrap on up. But do you remember the band Enigma from the nineties? I not only remember Enigma, I have several of their albums and I'm a big Enigma fan. So nice. Go yes. figure. So, you know, the song, uh, I believe it's pronounced sadness. Sad. Yeah. It's all in French. Uh, it's, it's French and Latin. It's both. We, oui, we, oui. yeah, we, oui. so, um, some people called it sadness. It's also sadness, but anyway, um, return to innocence was another one. I was actually looking up the words to sadness. It's very interesting. The, the meaning of it, the translations, it's, it's pretty cool. Anyway, okay. um, I was looking for one of their songs a while ago, and I was like, wait a minute, they put out an album in 2016? I didn't know that. Yeah, they're still kicking. Yep. Yeah, it was good. I ch- oh my gosh, check it out. There's some really good stuff in there. It's like their signature style, but modern. Really Sweet. Good. Yeah, check it out. Enigma. Booyah. I will. I've had this on my list for so long. 
I got I got to talk about these. So we haven't talked about drinks in a while, little concoctions that I found and stuff. And Cause just, you drink like a, like a fish. I can't say it. Like, like, a, like a sweet water bath. You don't drink proper, Brian. You don't drink with the, the whiskeys. All added the alcohol. No, I don't need the alcohol. You drink when you like got a stuff like this. Well, yeah, I'm going to drink like a virgin. Dude, when you hear the drinks that I'm going to be talking about here, you ain't going to need alcohol. All right. Check this out. So first of all, one of the coffee shops here made homemade a glorious horchata. Oh, my. Horchata. Horchata. So that, KS. that is definitely a Mexican drink. It's got... It's typically made out of rice, rice milk. Huh. Um, you know, it's got cinnamon and all kinds of cool spices and it's slightly, slightly sweetened and all that, but it's a, it's a light, refreshing, beautiful rice milk type drink, but this was a horchata latte. And so there was espresso in it as well, but it was homemade. It was, oh my gosh. One of the things I didn't ask and I wanted to is whether or not they added, you know, real milk or cream, which I think takes away. I think it needs to be pure rice milk. And you can home make your own rice milk, by the way. It's a little hard yeah. on your blender, but that was really, really good, man. Really Not good. Not if you have Vitamix. True. That'll just destroy anything. All Russians have Vitamix in Garan Dushanbe Road. <laughs> That's good, man. You're going to need yes. one. Well, we make you, many, many mixed drinks with vodka and yes, rice yes. milk. And, and, and hot soup and cold. It helps us doze on the road. Good. Well, you'll like this one, then, speaking of Russia, is from Dozbog. Which is ah, a yes. Russian ah. coffee shop in, in out of Colorado. So one of the dudes there, and he's famous, by the way, now. I went and I said, I need something different. I like to do this. I like to go in and ask the baristas, you know, what do you make yourself? You know, or, or what's what's like the secret menu that Black you guys coffee. have been experimenting with? Yeah. And you know, a good barista when they're like, oh, dude, and they get all excited and passionate and say, this is the drink I just made. And, you know, it's so good. Yes. You know, good coffee shops and good baristas. And then, you know, the bad coffee shops and the bad baristas when they're like, well, the frappuccinos are popular. And I'm like, have you come on? What have you asked caffeinatrix to make you? What's her geek out drink? You know, I haven't because I would oh, usually fail. just go in and get an espresso there because their espresso is so good. But I, I need uh, to you know what you need to do this week. I do. I'm going to go down there and be like, what you going to make me? So anyway, this one guy said, well, there's this drink. We call it the Nickmo. And I mean, nothing, nothing like out of the ordinary, but it was really good. So it's three shots of espresso and it's over about half a cup of ice with one pump of white chocolate. And then you just put some cream in it, you know, half and half. And that's it. So okay. it's, it, it's not like a full drink, but it's iced, but it's super rich. You know, it's about half a cup of actual liquid because you don't want to drink that much cream, dude. <laughs> But it's super rich. Like the, the white chocolate just kind of balances the acidity from the coffee. But three uh-huh. shots of espresso with cream is just like, man, it's like manna of the gods. Boom. Yeah, it's so good. So highly recommend create your own. You don't have to call it the Nickmo. But it was so funny because I actually I went <laughs> you don't to have to. I went in one of the dogs box. You get to. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I went into one of the Dos box and I'm like, there's this drink, and, and I said, and it's called the Nickmo. And he goes, That's my name. <laughs> and I was like, wait, you're Nickmo? He's like, yeah, I'm like, dude, you're famous. It was awesome. I actually met the real Nick Mo. Wow. Did you get his autograph? No, dang it. Fail. I should because God, it could you're be failing all over the place. Today, know, what a rip off, man. Ugh. So those are two drinks you got to go try. I don't know. Ask somebody to make you a homemade horchata latte and uh, the Nick Mo. 
There you go. That's good. And I if like your coffee that. shop like can't coffee. make that or they kind of give you a like head cock, like, huh? Stink eye. You should probably go somewhere else. There you go. Like Remember that, that caffeinatrix. Yeah. Make me something unique. Think of something hard. Think, think hard about something to, to make Brian that you can geek out on and he'll keep talking to you. You're dang, yeah, that's true. Tell you what. Let's move on. Let's move on. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. What is evil? I always thought evil was a concept associated with the actions of individuals like Hitler and Genghis Khan. But now I'm starting to reassess things. I think evil is the look my cat is giving me right this second. All because she wants more food. Let's move on. You may go over to realbrianshow.com. And that's where we're going to have all the show notes and all those glorious things. We'll have the link from that amazing excursion that Captain Influence took from Bridge City Marina Resort. You know, MoBridge.org. MoBridge, South Dakota. That's right, Dagum. So you go and go find that link in the show notes if you want. There are a lot of links at the very bottom of each episode, by the way, the blog yep. post. One of them is my Spotify lists and everything like that. So if you want to hear the new Enigma, you can go find it or you can click on that and follow my Spotify list and check out all the new music I keep putting in there. So yeah, do that. And if you're looking for the exact link, you can just go to realbrianshow.com. It's in the front page or you can go to realbrianshow.com slash 170 and that will take you directly to it. And again, we talked about Patreon. Please consider helping out on Patreon, patreon.com slash realbrianshow. Very easy. And of course, we've got our Facebook group. If you want to come join that, we've got our Slack group where we get even a little more personal on there. I really do love to hear from you. You know that. In fact, when I was asking people, what what element would you control? I got so much feedback. It was so great. Had a really, really fun time with that. So this one is not as fun. I asked those questions at the you know beginning in the middle of the show, which was, are you aware? Do you pay attention to your surroundings or are you kind of oblivious? Uh, dude, feel free to answer honestly. I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> Seriously. But I would be curious to judge. know. No. No, we don't judge. Not, not, no. not in front of you anyway. Really though, I would, I would be very curious to know how many of us really are aware and pay attention because that is something maybe we could have like, I don't know. Uh, Accountability. Well, no, I meant like, I'm thinking, well, I'm thinking like we should bring on someone from the FBI or the CIA or something like that that can talk. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't want to do that. Let's move on. Let's move on. Never mind. How about this? How about I have my cousin on who's a detective? Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. And he can talk about how to become more aware and to pay attention. Oh, we don't want the FBI on. They're already listening, man. It's too late. It's too late. That's the NSA. They don't really, really don't care. Oh, that's true. And then, of course, the other question I had earlier, which was, do you make other people feel welcome or not? Same thing, man. I want to know. I'm curious, you know, and, and by the way, share stories of if you are that kind of person where it's like, you know, I have made people feel welcome and wow, this is a great story to go with it. And I'll share it on the show. If you want me to, it'd be fun. Plus I just want to hear it. You know what the music means? Well, it's an option. Yep. It's an option. I sure yeah. do. I tell you I go what. back to dozing on Dushanbe road now. I, yeah. You, you can t- don't no more drive for you today. You too tired. I, I Thank plug in Vitamix and go nuts. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for for being part of Real Brian Show. And have a glorious, glorious week, Real Brian Show. Sign it up. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com. Let's move on. <laughs>